Hello there and welcome into the Korea Competitive Podcast with me, Steve Meller, and we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm excited to be bringing in an old friend of mine that has recently started his own podcast, and that is that of Matt Cross. And I'm going to give him the introduction that he certainly deserves here in a moment. But for now, let me tell you all about Career Competitor, the service. That's right. I am a coaching service. I am a service that is focused specifically on helping you find your optimal self. Whatever the world may be that you are trying to succeed within, I am here to facilitate that growth in a coaching capacity to allow you to perform at your optimal level, to realize your potential. So if you were interested in something like this, I'd love for you to give me an email. Shoot me a message, steve at careercompetitor.com. I love talking to people, as you should know by now, after four years of a podcast. Talking to people is something I am very comfortable about and certainly encourage. So with that being said, please reach out to me. Don't hesitate to let me know how I can maybe be of service to you when it comes to that of coaching you. In addition, you're listening to the show right now, and gosh, I completely appreciate that, but one thing you could do for me while you're here is give the show a follow, or you can pick one or the other, give the show a follow, or leave me a nice five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Now, if you want to do both, I'm not going to stop you, but certainly one of those would be very appreciated on my part. Now, let's get to my guest. Matt Cross. And Matt, for his full-time job, is the head of national development with Plymouth Leander Swimming Club in England. That's right. we got a swim coach coming onto the show. I've taken a solid nine, ten months out of the swim coaching world. But I still have so many wonderful people that I admire and I respect from that part of my life. And Matt is certainly one of them. And as I alluded to there at the outset of the show, Matt also has his own podcast that has recently come out titled Behind the Stats with Matt Cross. Now, Matt goes into the details of his podcast in this episode. He talks a little bit about his coaching journey. But one thing I really, really enjoyed about our conversation was the fact that Matt shares a message and he really emphasizes this message in a variety of different ways. And it's a message that I like to personally share too, is that we all have our own Olympic final. The question is, however, whether or not we're in a supportive enough environment where we can work towards that version of an Olympic final without maybe being dismissed that whatever that goal is, is not necessarily on par with the expectations of those that are managing those environments that are leading the charge when it comes to realizing our potential and reaching our goals. When you're someone like Matt and you work with a variety of different age groups and standards, you have to have a grasp of not only what an individual's Olympic final looks like, but also how best to accommodate the individual, the personality of the individual, the intentions, the purpose, all these different makeups of the individual. How do you accommodate those parts of the process so you can help that individual realize their potential, achieve their goals in a way where they feel heard, they feel seen, the same way maybe those with the bigger goals, the actual reality of maybe even making an Olympic final feel as well. So I'm excited to dive into this particular episode and instead of talking anymore i'm just going to go ahead and introduce my guy matt cross to the career competitor podcast and i hope you all enjoy okay it gives me great pleasure to be speaking across the pond today 
with a friend of mine, Matt Cross. Matt, how are you, buddy? I'm really good, Steve. Really, really honoured to be on here. Well, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And we've obviously kept in touch over the years through through the Facebooks and the LinkedIns and all these other sort of social media things. And uh, fortunately, because the, the the way the world is now, we can do this and, and see one another and, and reconnect. And we've been able to do that for a few minutes here before we started recording. But I'm excited to bring you on as a, as a fellow podcaster now, someone who's a few episodes into his own into his own podcast. Yeah. So before we go any further, mate, why don't you just tell everyone about your podcast? Yeah, brilliant. Um, so... So it's called Behind the Stats um, with Matt Cross. And I suppose the key's in the title. It's it's about getting some sporting people on and breaking down their Wikipedia page and going, right, this, this is what I can read about you online, but how did you get there? You know, who's, mm. the, who's the real person behind what everyone can find out online? Um, and yeah, it's, it's been good fun. We're sort of three episodes in. Um, with another three or four uh, in the diary already. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's been good fun just getting to know different sporting people. Obviously, with us both being swimming, I, I, I've got a few swimmers on there, but mm-hmm. um, branching out into football and boxing and getting to know what happens in the day to day life of those people is, uh, yeah, been really good fun. Yeah, when I saw you, when I saw you posting about it for the first time, I couldn't help but see. Obviously, some connections with with what I've been doing here for four years now. Just in, in terms of that, you know, it's easy for anyone to go figure out and learn about someone's story to a certain extent through stuff like Wikipedia, Google, whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, there's always more. There's always something beneath the surface that, until you actually sit down and talk to that person, have a a genuine, honest, open conversation with them, you're never going to really find out what it is that's maybe made them the champion the success whatever it is um that they've been able to become and so in your full-time work at the moment you're head of national development there with plymouth leander uh in the uk so why don't you start here with this um you know taking this notion of of what you do with the podcast behind the stats how do you maybe incorporate the the uh the philosophy let's say of the podcast in the word that you do today as a swim coach um, so for me, it's the most important part. Um, I, I feel like if I know my athletes better, I can coach them better. Um, so I, I, I sort of live by the notion that, um, everyone's got their own Olympic final. Oh, you know, you know, more than most, how hard it is to have a Olympic finalist, Olympic champion from, from your cohort of athletes. And, um, but for me, if if one of their Olympic finals is I want a scholarship to the USA to go to uni, mm-hmm. right? If that's the best it ever gets from. But if I know that that's what they're aiming for, and I know that the person that they are, it's like right that you're going to be more suited to living in Florida, or you're going to be more suited to, you know, maybe somewhere somewhere like North Carolina, or right, right. you know, I I can help guide them in that way, mm-hmm. and I feel. The way I get to know my athletes and relationship build, it just means that the, the sets then take care of themselves mm-hmm. because we have that relationship with each other and we know each other and they know exactly what I, the, I expect of them. And I mm-hmm. I sort of know what I'm expected in return. I know the one that's going to, you know, have a bit of a moan for 10 minutes before they actually crack on with it. And I know the one that will, you know, miss things out in the first first couple of rounds but then the third and fourth round they're going to be you know hitting some world-class times Mm. 
as long as I'm prepared for that, it allows me to coach them in a much better way. Yeah, I, I love that idea of by simply knowing someone well enough, by building that relationship strongly, you're immediately eliminating almost the doubt of the work that then's going to come because you know them well enough to give them or to share with them or to motivate them, whoever it may be. It's about providing what they need on the front end to ensure that you're going to get the result out of them in terms of their process, in terms of their effort. And you can only do that by getting to know them. And, and exactly. I think that's, it's interesting in, in, in the sense of anyone listening to this that is in any kind of leadership role, here's an opportunity for you to kind of take a step back and say, okay, before I'm asking certain things of people, how much am I actually connecting with them? to begin with because sometimes it doesn't even yeah. need to be so deep that you know them inside and out it's just knowing them enough right and, and so for you yeah. when i say something like knowing them enough what does that look like for uh you know a group of 12 13 year olds up to 17 18 year olds because it's a different demographic to most people probably listening to this yeah so i mean with the younger kids it's you know it's for me knowing the small things what football team do they support you know who's who's their inspiration you know who who do, they, who do they follow on instagram and you know joining in with the, the brand new to me but the whole tiktok dancing thing on <laughs> uh, uh, that they all seem to be doing as their pre-pool right. warm-up now as they're right. they're under 15 um and that sort of things for, for the younger ones and and then as you get like to the 17 18 and you know they're about to make some really really huge life choices on yeah. where do I go to university? Do I, do I go to university? All of those sorts of things. It's, it, 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 I tend to get a little bit deeper with them and a little bit more, you know, so what does the next two or three years look like? Where is it we want to go with, with your career? Where do we want to go with your swimming? Is swimming even a part of it? Um, you know, or is swimming just the, the mechanism that gets you into, you know, your baths, your Loughboroughs to get the, the degree you really want to get. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it, it, you have to change yourself mm -hmm. based on the age of them um, and, and the amount you need to know differs as well. Like I said, yeah. it's, it's very, very superficial with the younger ones and then with, as they get older, you still know all that superficial stuff so you can have a, you know, a laugh and a joke when they're, yeah. you know, when Chelsea lose or whatever, and you can wind them up about it before before they dive in. But you also need to know a little bit more about them. And uh, and as this, mate, I'd hate to be a teenager now, but you know, the mental health side of things comes in a lot more into play. Right. You have to you have to really dive deep into you know what's what are things like at home, what are mm -hmm. you know all that sort of, and so you can manage. The whole the whole athlete rather than just the you know the the are you hitting the right time in the pool you can you can really sort of take care of them as well yeah absolutely so so many things here to sort of really sort of dive into and just sort of pull back a little bit is that first and foremost though the this notion of really adapting to who it is adapting yourself sorry to who it is that you're talking to and it, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily changing who you are it's more about that intentionality behind the conversations it's like hey yeah. i don't need to go too deep with this individual because 
the notion of them moving on from here still seems like light years away for them, even though it may only be four or five years at that age, 12, 13. It's as though I'm never going to be old. I'm never going to have responsibilities <laughs> and all that kind of thing. So why should I care about any of this? Yeah. Um, and then, but then suddenly, yeah, like you said, that massive shift around 16, 17, it's just like, oh, wow, I actually need to make decisions pretty soon. I need to know what I'm doing pretty soon. Yeah. What does that look like? And my, as you were talking though, my, my thought immediately came to let's, if you, if you, move this into an adult world you know suddenly now you're looking at different generations you're looking at people at different stages of their careers maybe someone that was once someone you know beneath you within the organization is maybe now capable of not just working at your level but even surpassing your level and uh, what does that look like in terms of still serving them in terms of still being there for them in a way to help them grow to help them push to higher and higher levels which I, I really, again, as as a as a fellow coach, yeah, you know, we're not we're not the ones that are in the limelight. We're not the ones that are getting the pats on the back. More, you know, rarely. Uh, sometimes we do, but at, at, at the same time, it's about prioritizing the people that we're looking after, the people that we're supervising, and saying, "Hey, this is about you. This is about your journey. This is about you getting out of this. What you want to get out of this." So over yeah. the years, how have you found your adaptability? How, how that has started to maybe evolve and improve i have to assume that you know matt 10 15 years ago versus matt where you are today your awareness i suppose your perceptiveness to these situations must have evolved quite a bit yeah i mean i was i was probably when i when i first started coaching which was actually well it was 15 years ago this year um you know i i i i I was very much in it for what are the accolades I can get. Interesting. Um, I was very, you know, I want an Olympian and I want a world record holder. And I, it was all about me. It was all about me. Um, and I think as I've, as I've moved around, experienced different people, cause you know, I'm, I'm back in Plymouth now, as you say, but, and I started in Plymouth, but I've been, I've been on quite a journey. <laughs> since then um you know all over the uk out to kenya dubai um you know a bit of a journey um i can quite happily say now that i actually don't care what what i have mm -hmm. um it's it's like i said like i said earlier if i can help each one of my athletes achieve whatever their olympics is mm -hmm. that to me is is success. Mm -hmm. I, I don't look at it anymore as, you know, the, how many, how many world records did my athletes break? Cause that's going to define whether I'm a, a good coach or a good person. Um, you know, I, I look at it much more, you know, as one of the athletes I've had something to do with inviting me to their wedding day. Yeah. You know, that, that means I've had an impact, yeah. you know, um, that means you've you've really you've really sort of had a defining impact on their life if they want you to be involved in those sort of big moments. Um, and I think in terms of coaching, it was funny you say like people who were below you are now above you. Coming back yeah. to Plymouth, um, uh, my line manager now is someone I used to coach the first time I was in Plymouth. Um, so he's gone into coaching, and now he is a, he is my boss. Yeah. Um, and I see it much more now as 
you know, he winds me up and you have to do as I tell you to do and all this sort of <laughs> always comes out and right. uh, and that sort of thing. But I see it now as like, I've I, I, I've done quite a lot of things within within the sport. I've done a lot of things within coaching. I've sort of come to much more realisations about how important different things are, yeah. um, you know, and... And I feel like I'm breaking through with him in terms of he's now looking after himself a little bit better um, because he was very much the same as I was when I was younger, which was, I'll just do all the hours. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll cover everyone. I'll do all the hours. I'll spend three hours having parents meetings every night at nine o'clock. And he was just full on. And I just just said to him, I was like, look, you you know, I've been there. I've done it. Let's, Let's try and relax a little bit and see if you're a better coach if you actually yeah. chill out a little bit more yeah um to the point where he actually took a week off after the british champs which was like yeah, unheard of him. Yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so i was like but he 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 came up to me afterwards and, and said i feel refreshed i feel ready to go again great which which is great and you know i i love that i'm now able to to pass that on to him mm-hmm but it's because I've gone complete flip reverse on where I was when I first started coaching. And yeah. it's actually now nothing to do with me. It's, yeah. it's all about everybody else. I, 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 re- I relate to that so much. I, I, I see, I see myself when you talk about that initial, those initial intentions, when you first start out, uh, it's that, you know, however it's been done before, it doesn't matter. I'm new. I've got it all figured out. I'm going to reinvent the wheel that is swim coaching and all this kind of thing. And, and it you get humbled real quick <laughs> usually <laughs> yeah. usually um but at the same time I, I love the you know just to incorporate that notion that you're talking about here that everyone has their own version of an olympic final for me over time and i hear that this from you too is that in coaching my version of the olympic final became the relationship it really did it, it, it became me knowing i can get in my car every night and know that i treated people the right way that i motivated people the right way whatever it is and i had no reason to go to bed wondering if you know i'd, I'd crossed the line or i'd, I'd gone too far yeah. or whatever it might be and i think for me more than anything that's what i took from my swimming swim coaching career in the end of it was the relationships and, and being able to just say i feel great about the majority of them i didn't get along with everybody but at the same time knowing that most of the time i was able to have that type of an impact and prioritize the relationship over necessarily you know optimal performance even though i do believe that at the heart of optimal performance is a great relationship i think that's what we're getting to here um it's funny the more the 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 less and less i thought about the final outcome and the more i focused on the relationships the more the final outcome actually got better you know and that and that and that and that's the whole sort of head head messing thing about it is yeah. <laughs> you just sort of go well, wait a second i'm not thinking about being the best but now <laughs> my athletes are getting better how does that work um yeah so uh but this is good stuff and it, it, i'd love to just talk a little bit more though about the podcast now matt in terms of just yeah. you know as you've gone through these first one or two interviews that you've done uh already like what what has been that sort of I, I suppose more surprising, most surprising thing that you've taken from the initial discussions about what you've maybe discovered you know you know, you had your initial intentions of what the show was going to be and this has been yeah. the beauty of my process with this podcast has been i go into a conversation thinking it's going to be this it turns out it's going to be this and and so i'm just curious what sort of a surprises have you discovered so far yeah i think for, for me the big the, the the biggest surprise um 
was that people at the top of their game have rough days. <laughs> that that they are just they're just people. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they go through. They still have to drop the kids to school. They still have to, you know, they still have to cook dinner for the family. They still that they're still doing the things that that we're doing on a day to day basis. It just so happens that they've also managed to achieve some really amazing things along the way. Um, And I think, you know, maybe that's a little bit naive of me to to think that way. But, you know, you you almost always assume these people up here are, you know, these sort of untouchable superhero type characters. Um, And, you know, I, I know you know him well, but Chris Cook was the first episode. Yeah. And and I've you know I, I remember watching Cookie at the at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne when I was I was sixteen and I was trying to make that breakthrough to the sort of senior British team and and whatever and he was unbelievable to me he was like the yeah. the, the, the pinnacle do you know what I mean he was mm-hmm. he was just amazing um, and then as I've got to know Cookie over the years he's just a really down to earth great guy right. um, but for him to turn around and say today is the happiest he's ever been hmm. that to me was like wow yeah. like you've you're happier now than when you were this superstar in our sport right Many, um, at the top of a mountain so to speak yeah. yeah yeah um and you're happier now with with everything he's got going on and I, hmm. yeah i think that was the most surprising was and i don't know why it's surprising because it shouldn't be yeah but the fact that they they have these bad times and they go through rough phases and they, you know, they, they now are, are able to be smiley, happy people, which is, yeah. which is really great. Yeah. It, 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 and you know, we could probably do a whole nother episode on, on the topic of success, but I think success is one of those things that I think we're all so guilty of assuming what it is in the eyes yeah. of other people. And we're so quick to judge that and, and instead of just sort of pulling back and thinking, okay, well, <clears throat> if I'm not climbing some incredible mountain in, in an Olympic sport or whatever it might be, and yet I consider myself to be a success, what is, what is it that I identify with success? Maybe this individual who is a, a, a superstar athlete in my mind, maybe they identify the same way I do with success. Yeah. Maybe the quality of their relationships, the people that they love, uh, you know, the impact that they have. Maybe that is enough. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's so, in, in many ways, very reassuring, you know, for, for yeah. people that are maybe listening and thinking, oh, I've got to attain this. If I don't attain this, I'm not successful. And it's just like, well, yeah. just maybe sometimes it's important to stop and look around you and say, hey, maybe there's a few things I should appreciate a bit more and, you know, maybe consider to be yeah. a success. Um, so that's, I mean, I, I love hearing that, especially from a guy as good as, 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 as Chris Cook, um, you know, just obviously one of the, one of the greats in, in, in British swimming. Um, but Matt, listen, before I let you go, mate, tell yep. everyone firstly where they can learn more about the show and, and obviously as well how they can connect with you too. Definitely. So um, it's on uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, and the ACAST network. It's Behind the Stats with Matt Cross uh, to listen to the episodes. Um, I'm on Instagram, uh, which is at Behind the Stats with Matt. Uh, and I am on uh, I'm on Twitter as well uh, at behind underscore Matt, um, and, and then uh, my my personal um, LinkedIn page, which is Matthew Cross, 
uh that has that will have all of my information on the on the podcast and everything and and anyone who wants to get in touch with anything at all um feel free love it well i appreciate all that information and i know the listeners will too matt and i think the the one thing i'm taking from this particularly is is in many ways that that long time saying of you know don't necessarily judge a book by its cover i think it's it's yeah. easy to assume that that champions people that climb mountains and achieve these so-called successes um must be so overjoyed and uh, peak success and peak happiness when they get there but beneath it all there's there's still a human being there's still this person that um you know does take some of the simple things in life seriously and appreciates them and sees them as successful so i appreciate you bringing this to our discussion and 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 this to the show today Mm -hmm. mate and uh i look forward to switching the roles around at some point and joining you on behind the stats 100% 100% Steve we'll, we'll uh we'll get that sorted as soon as we can I know you're a very bu- you're a very busy guy now much busier than I am <laughs> well, I appreciate your time mate thanks so much for joining us no I appreciate it thanks very much Steve and my thanks again to Matt for joining us on the show hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and as I mentioned there at the outset we were talking a lot about this notion of performing and working towards our own version of an Olympic final and how as a coach you can obviously facilitate that. So there's two perspectives that we were talking from here, that of the coach and that of the person being coached. I want to talk a little bit about the latter, the person being coached, because there's a lot more people being coached than there are coaching. So maybe you are someone who has the opportunity to coach others in your day-to-day but I'm going to have you look at it from this perspective of the one being coached here the one area that I really want to explain and re-emphasize is that of those people at the top of what it is they do those people being pushed those people being held accountable as I hope you are that type of person competing at the highest level those people have rough days too those people struggle as well Being a success does not in some way make you alienated to these everyday issues that we all struggle with. We've talked about mental health on this show before, and I don't want to get on my soapbox right now and make this a preaching two, five, ten minute spiel about the importance of mental health. The evidence is out there and the information is available. We know the importance of it at this point. I want to make this just a lot more real, a lot more applicable, something I would like to think that you guys can resonate with. And is that of embracing the fact that you have a bad day, that you're struggling and that things aren't going as well as you initially assumed that they would. It should not deter you from your end goal. Going back to that message that I opened the show with, if you have your version of an Olympic final, don't be discouraged to go after that just because you're having a rough day. As Matt alluded to, the best of the best have rough days too. And if you're not necessarily the best of the best in terms of performance just yet, that's okay. And I love that you come to this show to maybe get some guidance with that sort of thing. But wherever you are in your journey, I assume that you're human. Therefore, you're probably going to have the odd setback now and again. Therefore, you're obviously going to deal with some rough times. Embrace those moments see them for what they are in the moment, learn from them, and then have the confidence and the courage to continue to move towards your version of an Olympic final. So I thank Matt for really offering the catalyst for this type of discussion, 
to allow me to think about this and and very much either if you're listening to this message for the second or the third time that I've maybe gone down this rabbit hole before, maybe you're hearing it for that sort of number of times. Maybe you're new to the show and you're hearing it for the first time. I'm sure you've heard messages like this before, but always hearing it from a different perspective hopefully will continue to reiterate the importance of the message. So again, Matt, appreciate the time, buddy. Thanks so much for joining the show. Before you go, don't forget to go out and download Matt's podcast as well, Behind the Stats with Matt Cross. It's a great listen. He's great at what he does. And I'm hopeful that that invite to go on his show is uh, doesn't have an expiration date on it because a month or so has already passed since we spoke. And Matt, if you're listening, don't let that thing expire. Have me on the show soon, mate. But in the meantime, appreciate the listening. Please take the time to give the show a subscribe, a follow, and certainly give it some sort of a rating. Feel free to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com. Even if you're not looking or interested in the market whatsoever for coaching, I'd still love to hear from you. Maybe you or someone that you know would be an ideal fit for the show. Reach out. Let me know that. I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, best of luck with anything and everything you've got going on. And I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye.